You're listening to the Digital Introverts Podcast, a show where introverts share their success and failure stories and discuss how they thrive in the digital age. I'm your host, Godwin Chan. Let's begin. Episode 21 of the Digital Introverts Podcast features Stacey Harmon. She's a productivity coach and top Evernote certified consultant who specializes in helping disorganized and unproductive people get their lives in order with Evernote. Through her digital guides and training programs, Stacey shows busy people how to take back control of their digital lives to give them the freedom, space, and time they desire. Thanks to her own Evernote-based GTD or Getting Things Done practice, she enjoys a paperless laptop lifestyle that often takes her far beyond your home base of Austin, Texas. Let's get right into it. Hello, welcome to the Digital Introverts Podcast. Today we have Stacy Carbon here with us from Texas. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Fantastic. And obviously, we've already had our previous conversation around the concept of digital introverts. And so really wanted to have your opinion be heard by you know the listeners here but what do you think about that you know what do you think about the role of introverts in a digital world that we have right now well i'm excited about it i mean i i personally am an introvert obviously and i think that the digital world provides so many opportunities and it's been a real a wealth of options for me in order to build a business in a way that really suits me and is exciting to me and uh, is in alignment with my introverted nature. So I think that the digital world is like the land of opportunity for introverts. So I love the fact that you're bringing together the two concepts of digital and introvert because I think there's, I think you're really onto something. I think it's just an exciting time with all kinds of ways to build business that appeal to introverts and don't require what is traditionally thought of as a successful business building. Uh, suddenly there's new options are the norm, not the exception. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously you come from, uh, you speak from experience in that area, right? And obviously, you know, I've, I've talked to enough introverts where um, they're all very, very comfortable with, you know, starting their own business, really. It has never been easier before now to start an online business at the same time. There's a lot of competition and, and noise in the space, right? And so it's harder than ever before to stand out as well. There's that dichotomy there, uh, which I think is interesting. So, and obviously, you know, you have your own business. So why don't you tell the listeners about how you get start, got started in that? Sure. Well, I totally agree with what you just said, which is it's easier than ever, but there's also a lot of noise out there. So just a little bit about my background is I have a 100% online business that enables me to work from anywhere, assuming I have power and the internet right? So those yeah. are the criteria. And I'm definitely an introvert. I'm definitely a social introvert. So I, I enjoy people, but my energy and all of that is I constantly test introvert on the scale. And I really got attracted to technology tools pretty much my whole life because they enabled me to connect with other people and access information in ways that didn't require me to be outgoing. I guess you could say. So over the years, I built a business around initially social media marketing was very new to the market. 
in 2008. And there was a lot of confusion around that. And I understood the power that that offered people in terms of connection. And it was comfortable to me. And so I started teaching people, particularly in the real estate space, I come out of the real estate space, how to build business using blogging, using Facebook, et cetera, and how to connect with people using these tools. And that kind of evolved into using a tool called Evernote, which many people have probably heard of, but it's a note-taking app uh, and much, much more. And I used that to really run my social media marketing business. And over time, I developed an expertise and a fluency in it that people were interested in learning more about. And I enjoy training and teaching people how to kind of have these light bulb moments that I was experiencing from digital technology. So Evernote completely transformed how I worked. I used to be an employee and um, was very tethered to my desk and was not very digital in how I worked. And Evernote completely transformed that for me and was kind of a digital desk for me, supporting my business. And there was a lot of power and interest for me and my audience in that. So eventually people started asking me to train them on how I did what I was doing with Evernote. How was I organizing my life? How was I organizing my work? How was I organizing my personal stuff um, using Evernote? And really my my core superpower, I tell people, is I'm a natural organizer. So I identified that I'm really just helping people to get digitally organized with Evernote. And I kind of evolved into focusing exclusively on that. And technology, it suited my, you know, I'm a trainer. I like to train people, but technology and being an introvert and having this digital focus has enabled me so many more opportunities. I don't have to go and speak in front of live people at an event. I can host webinars. I can record courses that can be consumed at different times. And I just have been able to explore all of these channels that have become really popular and predominant in a current environment and create something that people are interested in that also suits my introverted nature. Right. And definitely you know, you've been able to, to leverage a lot of different digital tools and, and technologies to build something that's very, you know, I would believe very sustainable and, uh, you know, something that it does serve a market need. You know, obviously, uh, you, you know, other individuals have approached you saying or, or mentioning how they would want to be trained in, in digital organization. Let's just put it that way, right? And, and yeah. in Evernote in, in particular, you know, what was it that really brought you using the app in the first place, you know, apart from say, you know, other tools like, you know, the Google Drive or Microsoft Word or Microsoft Office in general? Sure. For me, it was just an interest in the, the cross-platformness of the tools. So I was very interested in cloud-based computing pretty early on and Evernote okay. was a cloud-based tool that worked on every platform. So when I first found it, I was using like a PC at my office gig and then I was using a Mac at my home office. So Evernote was cross-platform and that really uh-huh. appealed to me. That was uh-huh. a key reason right. that I chose it. But the ability to collect everything in one spot and centralize it, Evernote's an amazing amazing capture tool. And so especially as an introvert, you know, you're you're observing a lot, right? You're seeing a lot of things. You're likely looking at a lot of stuff online and the ease and the lack of friction with which I could capture that into a space that I could reflect on later, that space being Evernote was really appealing to me about the tool. And then you layer on top of that the search capability of Evernote and I'm able to retrieve what I if I remember that I captured it even if it was years ago, I'm able to find it in my account because Evernote search is so powerful. 
Right. Okay. So, so, you know, definitely being cross-platform, but also the just robust nature of it, right. Was uh, kind of, sure. it's, a much, it's a much deeper platform than most people recognize. It's a, it's, I describe it and most people come to it as a note-taking app, but it's really right. so much more. Yeah. It's like in the same way, how people come to Excel in the first place is just, Oh, it's, it's a place to, to make graphs and charts and things like that. But you can do a lot of number crunching with it as well. Right. With kind of the, I think that's, I love, I love, love, love that example because, you know, I tell people Excel's so relatable. People get there and they're sometimes they just want to organize things or sum up a, a column of data, but like they, they're also aware that people are doing like financial planning galore and pivot tables and linking and all of these things that are running the financial world with Excel. And it's just a matter of understanding the depth and the opportunities in the tool to really be able to go deeper with it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the first thing I thought of, right? And thought that was kind of really kind of more relatable or relatable example in general. Um, And so I think that was, yeah, that's really, really interesting. Now, you know, you did say that it is 100% online business. And, and technically speaking, you can work from anywhere with <laughs> with just your computer and uh, Wi-Fi connection. And so obviously, you're very comfortable with kind of uh, doing, you know, trainings, uh, you know, and webinars online. Have you ever tried or done kind of in-person uh, events before? I have. In fact, I started doing in-person events, you know, just small types of things. Even when I was an employee, I was working in a real estate office and I would train agents on a weekly basis mm-hmm. about some tech tip that was of interest to them. There was a weekly office meeting. But I can tell you that this was in contrast to, this was a skill I had to develop that was not natural to me as an introvert. Uh, and I actually went, I, I went to business school and I was struggling with what I was learning in business school. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I actually made a proactive decision at that point that I was going to take the lead on all of our group presentations in class and get comfortable presenting in front of people. And that was a proactive choice that I made that was contrary to my introverted nature and what I wanted. I had to actively work on that skill. But that really served me well to get some practice doing that and has made me made me much more comfortable on camera, which has become a really important part of my business. You know, video online and the ability to communicate and speak to a video camera has been very, very helpful. And I would recognize that there's probably a lot of introverts listening who might not be comfortable with that, but really I would encourage them to know that it's just a skill that you can develop. And the nice thing is, uh, especially in a video environment, you can control the output. You know, you can get into editing software or do a retake or do all of these things that make it be more reflective of what you're comfortable having out there. But that would be some advice that I would give is to keep practicing that because I really did have a couple years of focused effort around improving my comfort level being in front of groups of people speaking. Right. And that really demonstrates the fact that with anything, with the, you want to improve your capability with, you know, being in front of camera or you want to, you know, improve, you want to learn how to use Evernote, things like that, right? All these yeah, you have to time. Apply yourself. Yeah, you have to apply yourself, but it pays off and it's worth it. And also that experience speaking in front of people, even in small groups or even to my classmates in business school, uh, really set the stage for me to embrace technology because it was so much easier to speak in front of my computer than it is in front of 400 people. So I worked my way up in a, in kind of the speaking circuit in the real estate scene to 
sometimes there would be four to 600 people in a room. Right. And I'd always be very nervous before then. I mean, it's not my, I don't, I, I love being on stage and teaching. And once it starts, it goes, but it's much like a singer where you're just a little pant, you know, those, you hear stories of these very fluent singers just panicked before they go out on stage. Right. right. Um, and so I would experience that those nerves as well. Now I can give a webinar and I had 2000 people on a webinar uh, last year. Oh, wow. And I didn't flinch. I didn't even bat an eyelash because I can't necessarily see them. I ignored the chat and just gave my presentation. <laughs> and there, it was just like talking to one. So digital tools really offer an opportunity to kind of flourish and not get sidetracked by those things that can really intimidate introverts in particular. You know, extroverts can really thrive in that environment, but the opportunity with the digital world exists there for the introvert as well. So I think that's one of the reasons that I've been able to, to succeed with my business is because of the technology, the digitalness allows me to ignore the things that fluster me and <laughs> kind of control the environment a little bit more. And I think introverts are particularly interested in doing that. Sure. And that's why you know, you see a lot of migration for, for a lot of introverts to really craft their own ideal careers, you know, using or, or through online businesses and working from home and things like that, because there is that element of control that, uh, yes. you know, introverts really, really crave for. Right. And, yeah, uh, we thrive in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and thrive, like you just mentioned, right? Um, now, I haven't, you know, necessarily done a, a webinar for 2,000 people, but, you know, I've, I've you know, done, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, or I've become very, uh, very proficient with a lot of these video conferencing meetings over just over the years in general, but especially now, right, when the majority of the world is, is online and digitally connected a lot more of, of the time. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and it just helps me, you know, obviously get more fluent with speaking, because I used to be terrified of, of, of speaking from anyone, really. Right. Uh, any any yes. group, you know, more than more than five people. I'm like, this is my worst nightmare. Um, and so, are you able to ignore it when you're hosting something online, though? Is it less for you? Well, I treat it as less of a kind of speaker to audience kind of interaction, more of a discussion right? or more of a peer to peer yeah. kind of discussion. And so that reframing allows me to calm down, first of all, but also second, it's just it's easier because if you frame it that way, then a lot of the pressure is taken off of you because you treat it as this as a discussion and so your audience is able to participate with the session you're creating or the mastermind or whatever the case may be and it's just a shared experience at the end of the day so it's not as intimidating i think that's a great tip i i agree with that completely i think that it's great advice to uh, when you're in a digital environment what you're saying is you know i'm going to have a discussion and the thing that I think we all should keep in mind is we all have expertise. You have expertise in something. If you take the position of, I want to help people that comes across in your presentation, even if you're framing it as a discussion. Uh, and I think introverts have a huge opportunity to simply share what they know and use these tools. And what's going to happen is that over time, you'll learn ways that you can convert that into raving fans and customers. Another tip that I would give is that it didn't happen at once for me. So you really reminded me about how much of a process it was for me to learn to speak in front of people. And tools like Toastmasters, which is something I would guess has probably come up in previous conversations for you, but I... I went through that as well. So I did Toastmasters while I was in business school. And then I used my group presentations as an opportunity to hone those skills and practice them. And I had nerves. Of course I had nerves, but it really has become foundational to what I do now. And I think there's so many opportunities, you know, that these tools provide to really 
ease into this for people. So I encourage them to, to try it. And it can be as simple as, as free YouTube videos, you know, get something helpful and useful out there. Back to your earlier point is have a discussion with a audience that you imagine is your ideal audience <laughs> and uh, see how it resonates. And these tools don't require you to be out there pushing them like one-on-one. -on -one. You can be emailing them. You can be doing other things that really appeal to an introverted personality. And you can have great success with that. The very last point you just described, right, that there's multitude of different ways of keeping in contact with your audience, right? You don't necessarily you know, have to show up in front yeah. of a video camera every day, right? You, like, like you just mentioned, right, uh, in terms of the sending an email or, you know, <laughs> recording podcast episodes like this, things like that, right? So there, it's very, the, the diverse is very, well, very helpful. I'd love to speak to this a little bit because I think this is one of the things that's such the greatest opportunity about this digital world that we're in. So there's um, there's a company called Marketing Personalities, marketingpersonalities.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm not affiliated with them. I just think what they're doing is really interesting because I got a lot out of the guide that they had. But if you know your Myers-Briggs, you go there and you can get a report that tells you what your ideal marketing type is. And her idea is that when I feel good, my audience feels good. And the truth is that networking at a, a networking event and handing out business cards is only one way to build business, right? right? There's so, and it's just exploded in the channels and the options that you can have as a result of our digital world. So filtering that down and what works for an introvert is very different energetically than what works for an extrovert. So to have to have a filter like what marketing personalities does, like I'm an INTJ, mm -hmm. so I know it's more than just my introvertedness that's playing a part there. Sure, sure. But the fact that I should be working on details and online funnels and uh, moving people through without even ever having to talk to them. <laughs> you know, instead <laughs> I, I'm like, wow, that can work. I love the sound of that. Right. <laughs> so what I do is I just produce an immense amount of what I hope is helpful content to attract the people that want to engage with me more. Um, and then they come to me. I don't have to go to them. Right. And that's completely possible to have a successful business. And then to a point you said earlier um, that I want to talk a little more deeply about, I have a very niche market. Like I'm not yeah. trying to convert anybody to Evernote. I'm trying to help existing Evernote users go deeper with the platform. That's right. So like the tip there is focus on your expertise and know that it's okay to, to niche market. And that's how you stand out in what you are describing as a very crowded space, right? So I'm not talking productivity. I'm talking productivity specifically with Evernote. Yes, and that and that niching down really helps you attract that, you know, those, those rabid fans, if you will. Uh, you know, to really right. connect with you, to even work with you right down the line. And that, that's, right. that's why it's very useful. That's what I exactly did with the digital introverts brand, if you will. Right. Uh, you exactly. know, introverts, I mean, there's a dime a dozen. You look at, you look at, you search introverts on, uh, you know, Google or, or YouTube or wherever, or podcasting apps or whatever. There's a bajillion different things out there, right. For introverts and in terms of like how to communicate, how to date, how to whatever, right. There's so much content out there, but if you focus on you know, introverts in the digital world for, you know, introverts who are ready to start their next thing, whether it's a step in their career, whether that's starting their own business or whatever, creating the next big thing, right? I think that that is a more niche market that only a subset of introverts would be interested in, but they'd be very interested in, right? Rather than just some 
more kind of generic introvert advice, like get out of your shell or whatever the case may be. Well, this is the opportunity that the online environment and the digital environment offers. I couldn't agree with you more. And to keep in mind, and I struggle with this. I struggle, I still struggle with this, but over the years, you know, I really thought I had to have this massive audience. It really only takes a couple hundred customers to have a successful business. Okay. <laughs> it can be very, very targeted. And over the years, I have it. I've always embraced conceptually the idea that niche marketing works. Like I've always felt comfortable with that. I think Seth Godin is correct. I, I've always conceptually understood it, but actually practicing it and trying it has been something I've resisted. Uh, and as I get more evolved and uh, proficient in my business, I'm finding more and more success with those niche products. And I step more and more into that. So for example, I said to you, I'm working specifically on Evernote. I used to be talking to all Evernote users and I'm trying to recruit people into Evernote. Now it's like, no, if you don't want to use Evernote, it's okay. Don't use Evernote. But if you use Evernote and you want to go deeper, that's my niche. Now that's number one. Now I have another layer on top of that, which is there's a productivity philosophy called getting things done. Mm -hmm. It's a book written by a guy named David Allen, often referred to as GTD. And about 2 million people have read that book. And what happens is they read that book, they like the philosophy. By the way, it's great for introverts. It really appeals to introverts, by the way. <laughs> um, the book is just a methodology. When you read the book, you then have to have a system to execute the methodology. And there's tons and tons of options. One of those options is Evernote, to use Evernote as your tool. So I use GTD in Evernote. So I'm not only taking a niche market of Evernote, but I have a product that shows people how to do GTD in Evernote. Right. And that is a very niche product, but the people that come to me are my people. We all speak a similar language. We have a very similar philosophy and I'm making a difference in their lives. And it's a really rewarding experience and it makes money. So the more I niche and try to reach exactly that audience and provide real value to them, that is life-changing and delivers what I promise, the more success I'm seeing. Right. And, and I'm sure like, and I just thought of something and, and even you can even target like multiple different niche markets, like you just mentioned, right? You have the existing Evernote users, the GTD practitioners who also use Evernote. And then even just, you know, with your background in real estate, the realtors who use Evernote as well, right? You can leave them right. in as well, right? So you have these multiple, multiple niches and they all can all generate positive cash flow, And then at the end, there's your, sustainable business. So that's right. Yeah. And, and I think that's really, really interesting, you know, because, you know, obviously you think about, you loop back to really the very beginning about uh, social media marketing, right. And having those, you know, very hyper-targeted ads and things like that. Um, and just so, social media in general, right. It's so obviously the opportunities are immense, especially now, especially through LinkedIn in particular, but you know, in, in general, you know, the number of followers or number of just how big your audience you're, you're trying to target doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a successful business, right? Successful business is from uh, you have a customer base who are willing to pay for your services, not necessarily just how the quantity, rather the quality of your connections. Agreed. Totally. Yeah. And getting results for people, you know, helping them achieve a clear goal. Yeah. If you can structure a business around that, you've got a winner. People will pay you for that. <laughs> and I guess like that, that to me is, is really intriguing because you know I, I will kind of be a little bit candid here right this is what i'm trying to do with the digital introverts brand that's what i have right now right the the podcast mm -hmm. is is 
named Digital Introverts. I, I'm writing a book called Digital Introverts, right? It's, it's kind of the, it, it, it's going to be around very, very similar kind of topics. And so there's other things I want to do with this kind of brand I'm building, right? Uh, whether that looks, what that looks like and can be consulting, it can be courses, whatever the case may be, uh, what I try to decide later on. But this is something that I'm actively working on. And, you know, further to that, right, we talked about being comfortable in front of camera and, and doing video. I'm looking to expand my video content through YouTube, right, in particular. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and, and video is something that <laughs> is kind of like the last frontier for me in terms of just trying to be more comfortable with, with something, uh, just because I haven't done especially a lot. I mean, have, I have done some, you know, videos, short videos, uh, skits, things like that for YouTube and, and other just in general, but nothing, you know, on a very consistent basis. But what I've learned is that, you know, video marketing in particular, is really popular these days and it continues well to be it's very effective but see it's a double-edged sword so i i'm sitting here telling you that video does very well for my business uh it really helps people to understand if i know what i'm talking about and understand if they like my style right and to communicate who i am there's going to be people though that aren't comfortable doing video and i would like to say, even though it is effective, you don't have to do video to have a successful business. Back That's to right. like marketing personalities, quiz and positioning, you know, there's going to be personalities where that shouldn't be what you focus on because it's just painful. It doesn't make you feel good. So it doesn't translate to your audience. Maybe writing is your thing. And there are people that will consume long form blog content. And if you, that's how you want to express yourself and what you offer then go for those people. I don't disagree with you. I video's amazing. I mean, Google's the number two search, I, YouTube's number two search engine, That's right? Cool it's, help, yeah. <laughs> so um, you're gonna get discovered there. But, you know, I started my business, I, I current, I've evolved into a completely online business where I'm selling pre-recorded courses and guides and right. products. But I did also for a long time do one-on-one -on -one consulting through the computer. And, you know, that's an option. A lot of introverts are comfortable one-on-one one so these digital tools really offer you some great opportunities to do that and then you don't have to build business in traditional face-to-face -face ways you can do facebook ads you can do blog marketing you can do lots of you can do email marketing you know there's just so many great options for building your audience and i think that's why introverts really have an opportunity to thrive in the digital world so i love the positioning that, and this discussion that you're bringing out there for us Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, like the just the wide variety and diversity of different ways you can build. And then you can also, you know, mix and match all of them as well, right? To your heart's content. Yeah, right? have I say go with your strength. Go yeah. with your strength. I mean, this is about knowing who you are. And what I think you and I are both saying is the same thing is, look, there's options out there. Go get fluent in them and exploit them. And then work on the area. Like if you don't want to talk in front of a camera, get a bunch of stuff out in writing, email market and blog right? <laughs> that kind yep. of a thing. Or tweet, yep. eat up a storm, right? <laughs> that kind of a thing. <laughs> There's all kinds of options for you and that, that can work. Uh, I would also advocate, as we've already discussed in the call, is to work on the skills that really can bring you some value. Like I worked on my speaking. That was a conscious effort to do so where I got coaching and practice doing it and see how that suits you and evolve into it. But being a digital introvert can yield you success in so many ways. The one thing I'd love to talk about, if you're comfortable with this, is the challenges I have being a digital introvert because as much as it's got so many opportunities, I really struggled with how to stay focused doing self-directed work, which I think right. a lot of introverts yeah. I would yeah. find that a challenge. I do as well, right? Obviously, 
or with kind of the the abundance of just the world's information at our fingertips. At the same time, you know, we go back to productivity, for example, that is very easy to get sidetracked, right? Not not yeah. just your typical distractions like through social media or whatever, but just in terms of focus with your business as well. Right. You can go chase yeah. that go chasing down the wrong rabbit hole sometimes. Well I really found as much as I love the fact that the digital introvert allows me to in essence hide behind the computer. <laughs> that is uh, a zone that as you said, number one comes with a lot of potential distractions. And then number two as much as I'm happy working on my own and being in self-directed work, it can be very isolating at times. That's right. And I think the extroverts of the world now understand this, having gone through this pandemic period, <laughs> they're yeah. getting a little insight. But like, honestly, my, my first reaction to the pandemic was, wow, the world like better understands me now, right? Like, I feel like I had been struggling with a lot of those things for years as a self-employed person who's an introvert, who's happy to work alone and who worked from home right? Like I had all those things and I had to sort out some structure and motivation and community. I mean, just because I'm an introvert doesn't mean I don't want community and right. to be supported and held accountable for things that I wanted to get done. So I had to figure that out. And that's another great thing that digital technologies provide us. And we're seeing a huge rise in particularly fueled by the pandemic, which is these online communities and these opportunities to be oh, yeah. around like-minded focused people through technology. So I found that finding like a co-working community, virtual co-working community that enabled me to focus uh, during select periods of time was immensely useful. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. And, and you see all these virtual community or online community is popping up now with more frequency than ever before due to necessity. But I hope that they obviously continue to stay, you know, especially for people like yourself who will continue to be working from home in, in the future and, and beyond, right? Just have that again, sense of community, but also just uh, shared accountability and just a way to obviously communicate and, and um, get advice, tips, and, and even have friendships, right? And I think yeah. it, uh, it's support. It's support, it's accountability, it's focus. And I have found, and I love the fact that like, I don't have to drive somewhere. I can just like, and if I don't want to have my camera on that Zoom that day, I can turn the Zoom the camera off um, so I can participate at a level that's comfortable for me, but it still provides, uh, I put it this way, I've said it in some of my presentations before, I think productivity is contagious in the best possible way. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get around some productive people and I'm going to kind of pick up on that energy and vibe. And the truth is you can do that through Zoom. So if you get into an environment like in within I have a paid community as part of one of my products and right. I offer what I call productivity pop-ups. So we get on Zoom and we co-work for a couple of hours together in Pomodoros. Have you discussed yeah. Pomodoros before? Okay. Uh, I've, heard, so, I've heard of Pomodoros before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really effective time blocking technique You where you work for a 25 minute sprint on something that you define and focus on exclusively. And then you take a five minute break and then you do another 25 minutes of work and you take a five minute break. Right. And it's a great technique developed by a guy named uh, Francesco Cirillo. I actually have a full free hour training on my blog that you could link to in the show notes if you want, if people are interested in more information about it. Um, but it's really, really useful to maintaining focus and keeping on task and it amplifies the effectiveness of it. You certainly can do it alone. Yeah. Google Pomodoro timer and you'll find timers galore. Yeah, go for you. Yeah. 
But when you bring, when you find a community that's working in Pomodoros, you get that productivity's contagious effect and you can really help you to make progress on your goals, even in an environment that you control, which is your home environment and that's digital through the computer. It's immensely effective. I, I found some some great resources and I'm finding them in, I'm a member of a community called Ultra Working. There's something called the Work Gym. Okay. And they have these work cycles 24 seven. So it doesn't matter what time zone you're in. If you feel like working, you can log in and be around other people who are working in Pomodoros. I've found them around specific goals. I'm a part of a co-writing community. So writing is a very oh. important part of my business. And there's a writing community that does these work sessions and they don't work in Pomodoros, but they get together and you are sitting writing alongside other business owners, immensely helpful. And then you're getting coached by a, an A plus editor on how to write better. So there's all these kind of niche things happen. I, within my Everdone community, we're doing these productivity pop-ups and I do these guided weekly reviews that work around focused activities for productivity. So if you look, you can find them and having that uh, through the computer can be a great asset, especially for those of us that are more introverted in nature. Right. And, and all, you know, all this discussion about kind of virtual productivity hubs or communities uh, reminds me of a product I, I've, I've tried out. It's called Focusmate. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, I, that's yes, I had. I, in fact, I think it's so interesting. I think it's fascinating. Have you done it? I, well, I know the founder personally, actually. So, so I, I, oh, okay. I yeah, I know, I know Taylor. He's, uh, he's great. You know, the company's, uh, company's great. And I've done, you know, multiple dis different sessions and I meet all these different, very interesting people right through it. I bet. I bet. Yeah. In fact, I gave a webinar last week and I said, you know, I found this company. I haven't used them, but I love what they're doing. And it was Focusmate. I think what they're doing is super interesting and fits right in with uh, the value that I think uh, these virtual communities and focus communities can bring. So I, I'm glad to hear you know the guy. I think what they're doing is really great. Yeah, and obviously, you know, they've they recently, uh, you know, have been tweaking with kind of the business model. And so now it's like, when I joined it, it was free. And now it's like, there's, I think it's like three, four, five bucks a month or something for unlimited use. And I think, you know, that that's great. That's like, that's even less than a Netflix subscriptions, right? So to get focused, and it's even it's, better, right? That is so, money well yeah. spent. Consider it your virtual office. I mean, $4 a month rent? Seriously, that's a no-brainer. You can't get that anywhere <laughs> else. Like, you, you know, you can't, you know, I just think, thought of, you know, the co-working concept in general, right? You see, now a lot of the in-person co-working spaces now are mostly empty because of this pandemic right but what happens well after all this is said and done hopefully uh are people going to go back to doing in-person co-working or is there going to be an, an increase in virtual co-working or are both going to increase at the same time right so i don't know the answer to that i have my own guesses i think virtual co-working is here to stay and we're seeing a rise in it i, I think so. there's value to being in person also so how it all shakes out i don't know but i can tell you that finding these virtual co-working communities has been immensely helpful to my introverted nature i get much more done i flail far less and it's back to that productivity is contagious idea. And so I want to be around people who are, who are making moves in direction that is productive for me. And that is much easier to do. Like what I love about them being an introvert is like people aren't sitting there gabbing with me. Right. I mean, we do that as introverts, right. I don't want you to sit there and chit chat with me. <laughs> I want to just, there's, there's, a, time, there's a time and place for that. Yeah. 
Well, there's a time and place for it. And these communities force that time and place to be during specific defined periods, which is what's great about it. And, you know, an extrovert is probably going to disagree with that statement from me, but, you know, we're talking digital introverts here. So that suits me just fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the... And that's the thing for a lot of just in-person, just office environments in general, you don't really have that luxury of, of doing that because there's so many, again, there, there's so many myriad of different distractions that come with even just modern workplace in general, right? You can commute to work, uh, you know, go in uh, and, and sit at your computer and you can be ap- doing absolutely nothing, right? <laughs> Productive during that day, right? So it's, that's like, right. it's like, what's the point, right? So. It's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Well, and the Pomodoro technique, for those that study it, will know that a big part of the practice is managing distractions. So no matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, it's very widely known that distractions are kind of the bane of productivity, right? It takes us a lot of time to recover from interruptions and distractions. So these techniques and these communities online are useful for all people types, uh, just simply because yeah. they help you to build this focus muscle and minimize and distractions and kind of control your environment. And as you mentioned, um, there is a time and a place for that. So I just advocate scheduling it, right? And digital life allows that to happen more easily if you practice it. I mean, it's it's super easy to put your phone in airplane mode, but do people do it? Not often, right? <laughs> so yeah, you have to ever, really, it. yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've turned off my, my uh, phone notifications completely. It's just, it gives me the peace of mind, not knowing, you know, not having to attend to every single buzz on my phone when I used to put it on vibrate. Right, that I have to look at it just like just be like classically conditioned to look at the red or to get rid of my. Well, and it's designed for that. I mean, this is one of the things David Allen teaches us is like attention is really the key thing. None of us need more time. We all have twenty four hours. He says that he's like Bach had twenty four hours. Mother Teresa had twenty four hours. Like so, it's about what you what do you do with those twenty four hours? And then we've got all these social channels that are designed and these notifications that are designed explicitly to take our attention. So one of the skills that we have to develop is resistance to that. And that's one of the things I love about working in the Pomodoro technique is it's a big chunk for a lot of people, or it's a big leap for a lot of people to say, okay, I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode all day. Like that's just not realistic. But if I say, okay, for one Pomodoro and you have a break in 25 minutes, all I want you to do is put your phone on airplane mode for 25 minutes. And then you, during that break, you can turn it back on. That's a lot more tangible for people and uh, helps to build some focus and endurance around uh, this, this digital productivity and the opportunity that's there. Cause it really, you don't need to have eight hours of unfocused work if you could have four hours of focused work. Right. Yeah. And I'd argue that's even just more effective right, than that eight hours of unfocused work, which you're half participating in it and, and kind of half your brain is somewhere else. Whereas if you're really hyper-focused and very efficient with that time, then you can actually get a lot more done during that period. Right? You don't have to spend, you know, long hours, quote unquote, working when you can have that focus time, just work. And then you have the rest of the time to do whatever you want, right? Well, and bringing it back to digital introverts is like, this is the perfect opportunity. I think introverts are much more likely to embrace that kind of philosophy. And it's just a matter of developing the habits to do it. But I have found both for me personally and my customers, it's very, very effective when you do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, no, definitely in terms of just adopting it, but also just being very intentional 
about doing it as well. You kind of wake up every day and, and it's like, okay, you know, and you have your very counter all blocked out in terms of, okay, now I know exactly what I'm spending this time for. Like even with the Pomodoro technique, right? I'm, these 25 minutes, I'm working on writing the next email for the, for the email marketing campaign. And then I have five minutes to, you know, check on or respond to DMs on, on social media or whatever the case may be. And then you rinse and repeat. It's like a mental workout. Right. Like you just like you mentioned, you know, going to, you know, focus gym or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, A work gym. That's right. That's exactly what it is. It's it's a workout for your brain, really. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it because really you have to work your brain in a way that it gets stronger around focus. I think that people that embrace that are making progress and then there's unlimited opportunity in however you want to apply that. So that's, that's where I would suggest people look and you can go in any direction, but you have to, you know, you have to know where you're going to get, in order to get there. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. And you, it, like you just mentioned, right, you need, you need a destination point, you need some kind of goal, to set a goal of where you want to be, right, your future self, where you want to be with yourself, your business, things like that, right. And then obviously the steps that you're going to take to get there, right, will include, you know, how to, you know, be, be productively working towards those kinds of goals, right? And not just kind of time, it's just the types of things or tasks that you're working on as well, right? For example, if you're spending, you know, four hours of your day responding to emails, is that a very productive use of your time? I don't think so, not necessarily, right? But if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're actually leads coming in for your business, then maybe it is productive, right? But if it's just, you know, well, you kind of, yeah. you, you're starting to dance into another area that I have found um, has is rich with opportunities in the digital world. And then I think that introverts can really take advantage of which is finding like, you told me many of the people that listen to this are looking to start something new kind of level up in their life and their career, these yeah, kinds or, of or, or have already, but they're looking to scale up. Yeah, yeah. And you know, finding like, the mastermind concept and finding other people who are also living this lifestyle. Like it's really hard to go out and meet other introverts because they're all hanging out inside. Right? <laughs> like or on they're the hiding in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or they're hiding in plain sight. So you can like kind of cut through that and find your people and other business owners. Like I really struggled to find other business owners who had a completely online digital offering and yet the internet and the digital world has allowed me to make some connections that really I'm able to bound ideas off of, make these plans, do goal setting and planning. Like ultra working builds that into their co-working model. I've also found a group, it's called Digital Nomad Girls. So I like to travel. So it's a bunch of virtual women who get together and there's there's kind of a co-working element in there as well as like a business planning element. So you've got kind of this mastermind element. And I find that really appealing as an introvert to have the option to participate or not, um, but also have that connection uh, virtually uh, is a real asset to me. And it's been helpful to my business to be able to find these like-minded business owners who can interact with me in a way that's comfortable to me and doesn't require me to get all gussied up and go out to a, a networking event. And these are very helpful because 
you know there you already have some at least some some shared characteristics or attributes within both you know uh, everyone so that no matter what your conversation will be somewhat relatable because if you go to any you know networking event even if it's you know kind of more focused on you know digital marketing or productivity or or you know <laughs> Evernote or whatever it, you never know whoever you 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 go up to you don't know if they're uh, uh, just a good match or not you know it's like speed dating in that sense right you don't know whereas for example, um, you know, if you go get go to an online community, right? It's more targeted matches, right? If you will, that in a way, exactly. It's, it's, it's just a filter. They're filters. Yeah, yeah, it's a filter. Exactly. It's a filter. It saves you so much time, actually. It saves you time, and I'm much more comfortable because I can like poke around and research a little bit before I decide to engage. So I'm, I'm sure your audience can identify with this. I prefer to lurk before I get involved, right? Once uh, I'm involved, yeah, I'm involved, yeah, yeah. But uh, it provides this opportunity to lurk and get comfortable. And I think that's really important as part of an introverted personality. Yeah, and to, to assess the environment before you feel compelled to participate in a sense. And even for a lot of introverts, myself included, again, there's only so much time in a day, you know, and I've joined an obscene amount of online communities that I lurk in most of them. And, I, and that's okay with me, right? I don't even look at them for right. you know, all the time but there are some communities where i resonate with them so much that i am compelled to engage on a regular basis and those are the ones that add so much value and richness in my own life yeah back to the niche that you're part of that niche so that's what gets you involved so it kind of it's all valuable right exactly and you know for example you know i'm in you know a couple of groups where it's it's you know, young entrepreneurs or individuals who are building businesses who are around kind of my age, right, or my kind of generation. And it's great, you know, we have kind of uh, weekly community uh, chats and conversations. And these are through Zoom is again, like, it's just like that kind of discussion model that we were talking about earlier. And it's just a place for us to hang out, but also just uh, a way for, you know, people. And, and this is, and this group is based in the US, by the way. And so for me, it's an, an opportunity to learn about another, you know, environment, right? Business environment, because again, you know, I'm, I'm from Canada. And so there's differences in there. It, it, it's really interesting. And even for, you know, because again, digital world is very global in that sense. For me, like I talk to introverts from all around the world. And what's it, it's fascinating is that, it's all this shared experience. It doesn't matter. Like any differences does not matter, actually. The fact that we have kind of very similar personalities and a lot of people have very similar life experiences as well, just in terms of the personality uh, aspect is really fascinating. It is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and it's, again, it's the beauty of just connecting with the, with everyone uh, worldwide. And then also it's, again, it's much easier to just have customers who are worldwide as well, right? So you're not bounded by geography, you know, especially for online businesses. You can operate anywhere, really. I have customers all over the world. I actually, it's one of the things that I love about my business that I built is I don't even need business cards. Like business cards don't suit me. It doesn't matter if I if I meet somebody in my daily life or right. in my city. Yeah. You know, it's it's not how I drive business. And those opportunities exist because of technology. And it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, it, it really, it's really funny that you brought that up because I used to make business cards when I was really getting in networking, just like, you know, in person and things like that. But over time, I realized that my LinkedIn profile is my business card. It's, right. and it's, easy, and it's easier too, you know, because, you know, the app facilitates very easy connection. And not only do you have a more comprehensive digital profile of, your, of, of people you want to connect with or people, you know, you, you've met, uh, you just have an opportunity to communicate and start a, and strike up a conversation that way. You know, you can't really do that with the traditional business card. I mean, you probably just throw that away <laughs> afterwards, right? Uh, 
I think that's really, really smart. I love that. It's a, it's a variation on what I do, which I'm like, well, just Google me because I'm <laughs> confident. I know what comes up. I'm like, if you Google Stacy and Evernote, you'll find me. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah, all you and, need that, to and that's when you know that, you know, you've built up such a digital presence, right. That you, you rank highly on SEO and, and things like that. that you, you know exactly what comes up and, and that's the, you know, individual that, uh, or that's who you're looking for. Right. And yeah. for me, I mean, I'm still working on that because if you, if you actually Google my, my first and last name, there's a, uh, there's a city councilor, a few like, uh, cities away from me where I live, who also has the same name. <laughs> And it's really right. interesting. <laughs> but so right, that but means, what yeah. you do is, I mean, back to, we're coming full circle here because you're on the right path. You're going to, if they add the word introvert or digital introvert to your name, you know, back to a niche, you're likely going to pop up pretty that's quickly. Right. That's, like, right. that's where there's another, these like long tail searches and opportunities really support the opportunity to have visibility and be known for something very specific and get rid of that business card. Cause all you need is that, that for, you know, that first name, last name, and that two word search and you're, right. you're in. And I, and I love that, the idea yeah, yeah. LinkedIn as your, as your business card. That's so, that's really smart. It just made my life much simpler and less yeah. expensive. And less, and, and right, there you go. Free, right? <laughs> I don't need go. to pay for business cards anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also depends on the individual as well. Some people are like, are very traditional in that way. And some industries are very traditional in that way, right? Where you exchange things like that. But again, for purposes of this conversation, because we're talking about online businesses in the digital world, you don't need that. I mean, your, your online presence is your business card. That's it. That's right. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah, thank you again. I mean, we've had, we spent uh, a long, <laughs> this entire time talking about a lot of different fascinating topics that, you know, obviously very, very much related to, you know, digital introverts and things like that. So really wanted to thank you again for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity to chat about this. It was really interesting. Fantastic. And last thing to just close off, you know, if uh, people are interested in kind of what you do with uh, Evernote and, and people, you know, who want to, are interested in reaching out to you, uh, where can they uh, find you. Uh, everything's on my website at harmonenterprises.com. Well, there you go. You know, fast and easy, simple. I don't have uh, you know, a billion links. I mean, you probably do on your website, but again, one-stop shop. Perfect. <laughs> one-stop shop. You can find everything you need there. Social <laughs> links, etc. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And we'll uh, catch up soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Digital Introverts Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at D-I-G-I-I-N-T-R-O-S-H-O-W. Join the Digital Introverts Community Facebook group at D-I-G-I-I-N-T-R-O-G-R-O-U-P and visit the website at digitalintrovertspodcast.com. You can also follow me on all social platforms at Godwin H.S. Chan. I appreciate everyone who listens to the show, and let's change the world quietly.